Hello, and welcome to Post Game Content, a show where we talk about video games, and we talk about video game awards, it's like we're doing now. It's been a thousand years. Yes, it has been many generations. It's been one thousand years, exactly. I think I think the last what, what I think the last time we recorded was probably a thousand years ago. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. It was a thousand years ago. But anyway, we're back, and we're doing we're doing a special about the Game Awards, uh, or as we should say, the Sonic Awards. Yeah, Sonic, uh, Sonic won this year. Let's just come out the gate and say it. Sonic won this year. <laughs> there wasn't even a Sonic game this year, but Sonic won this year. Um, and yeah, so I think I don't know how we're gonna do this exactly. I think maybe we can because we have both. The announcements to talk about, and we got the awards to talk about. Let's do. Um, hmm. I think I think we do awards. I think we do announcements second, and then I think. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see what we're feeling at at the end. You know, because okay. we could talk about what we've been playing, but I feel like something else will come up. Um, All right. So, so why don't we get started with the uh, with the um, awards then? So. Um, Kind of a big winner this year, a little bit, was uh, It Takes Two, which won for Best Multiplayer Game, and is up against Back for Blood, Knockout City, Monster Under Rise, mm-hmm. a game called New World, which I've never heard of, and Valheim. Yeah. Uh, I know you played Back for Blood. I or, didn't, oh, I did didn't, you? I didn't end up playing it, but I was looking forward to it, and I, I just haven't had a chance to play it uh, oh, okay. yet, because I've been at school not gaming yeah um but yeah i i I don't know um it was cool to see it nominated because i like i said i was looking forward to it so it gives me hope that you know uh if it got nominated hopefully it was for a reason and not because this was just a bad year for video games Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, not a bad year just a a weak year yeah yeah i mean i had heard some mixed things about back for blood myself not that I'm a multiplayer sort of guy, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it 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 was not the strongest. I think as we'll we'll keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So let's see what else we got. Uh, best family game. Uh, we got it takes two again one. Which you know I can't believe Nintendo lost in their own category. Yeah, the rest of these are all Nintendo nominations. There's. Mario Party Superstars, Pokemon, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario 3D World, plus Bowser's Fury, and WarioWare Get It Together. Yeah. Um, I That's surprising to me. I could sort of understand maybe 3D World not winning, even though, um, it, even though, like, Bowser's Fury was pretty highly praised, but, yeah, um, did you play any of the rest of these? I know you played Get It Together. Uh, yeah, Get It Together is awesome. Um, I, I can't say I played 3D World, uh, the re-release of 3D World, um, but also I'm one of the people who still has their Wii U, so, like, and, I, and like, for the other re-release Mario games, they, the additions didn't seem, like, worthwhile, Yeah. which I guess the same can't really be said about this one. I hear a lot of good things about Bowser's Fury, but, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just missed out on that one because I was like, eh, if I want to play 3D World, I'll dust off the Wii U. Um, yeah. And 3D World is like a great game by itself. Yeah, Captain Toad. Um, <laughs> and New Pokemon Snap I didn't get around to, uh, but I hear really, really good things about it, and I want to. But every time I think about it, I just go and play Pokemon Snap on my N64. <laughs> so it's, it's a similar case. Yeah. Um, but like, you know... Not all the Pokemon are in new Pokemon Snap, but not all the Pokemon are in uh, old Pokemon Snap either, or in uh, the last two Pokemon games in general. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's cool that they added more, obviously. Although I think new Pokemon Snap, it, it was only like they only added like 50 more or something. Like it was a very small number. Yeah. But it, I'm, I'm sure it's still cool to see them in, like, high-res and stuff like that, and, like, to see it on Switch and replay that game. I don't know how different it is, honestly. I just, But it doesn't really need to be different, you know? Like, it, it can literally just be Pokemon Snap again. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
But I'm still, I still haven't forgiven that game for its logo. That's probably why I lost, actually. It's because the name as well, you know, is not very good. No, it's a terrible name, and the logo's got, like, four different fonts. Yeah, Um, Best fighting game was Guilty Gear Strive 1, which I've heard amazing things about. It looks awesome. I'm not super I'm not into Guilty Gear, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested in Strive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and it was up against, against and I think this kind of sums up uh, the year the overall. overall. It was up against, it was up against Demon Slayer, Slayer, the Hinokinami Chronicles, was the official Demon Slayer fighting game, the anime fighting game. And then some game I've never heard of called Melty Blood Like Lumina. And then Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl and Virtual Fighter 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 Showdown. I think Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl should have taken that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a lot of hype around that game. I know people like that game. It's solid. It's fired by Warner Brothers. We're going to get it. Yeah, you can play as Mr. Shag. Multi versus, I think. Yeah, multi versus. Which, which. I can't wait to play as Ray as Wayne, uh, the detective from, or, uh, Wayne from Casablanca, fighting back, fighting because they own, they own those properties. I mean, the, the roster list that was that leaked, and I guess, I guess, is sort of for multiverses, it's kind of insane, you know, like, 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 um, oh god, oh god. Oh, it's got oh, like one of the one girls, girls from Game of Thrones, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. The Maisie Williams game is scared. And also, and like, also like Batman and Harley Quinn and all those. All those. So, so I, I, yeah, yeah. Um, Alright, best, 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 best RPG. Is between between Tale of the Tales of the Rise one, one, which I got I got some I got some things to say about that, and it was up against, up against Cyber Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, and Okay, okay. So so I haven't I haven't played any of those games, which maybe says something, but also um. You're gonna have you're gonna have to excuse me. I discount Monster Hunter Rise, Rise. And, and I've never heard of Scarlet, Scarlet Nexus. I've seen how much how much played played on the Tensei Five just recently. Yeah, yeah. And I and I know enough about Cyberpunk 2077 to know that it shouldn't have been nominated. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I played. I played very very far in the Rise, but I got to the second box. And I've played, played a bunch of Mega Man Tensei Five, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think the the Tales of Tales Rise, Rise is one of those games where like, like, like it, it 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 really has really like has a balance, like a balance problem, problem. You know, you know, like it it's the it's first the first RPG game where, where you know, like I feel like a lot of RPGs have these DLC items where you pay a couple bucks bucks and like you get bonus experience and money and money and stuff like that. And Tales, and Tales of Arise is the first one where, like, that home where I played, where I almost felt like that was necessary. Like, I don't know, I don't know if, like, they played the game wrong or something like that, but it... I mean, probably. probably. It was not my favorite Tales of experience. Sure, what it comes, what it comes down, down to, uh, all, of these, all of these games, games are really good, good but like, 
Metroid. Metro, the, 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 the title Metroid series. Oh, oh way. Yeah, And and if 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 nothing, if nothing else, else uh, Metroid, Metroid Dread won just to celebrate that, that a good 2D Metroid, 2D Metroid game, game, game yeah. out again. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean or to celebrate that Metroid Dread specifically. Yeah, like decades. Um. Yeah. I mean, I feel. But even like aside from that, I mean, I haven't. I can't speak for Ratchet and Clank. But um. Even outside of that, you know, I think among these nominations, Metroid Dread is deserving because I feel like Dread was so good at not only just having like a, a great Metroid experience again, but also like has some pretty strong storytelling chops. You know, I think they re they really did tone down like. Samus's talking and like there's you know it's not like Prime where there's like log entries and stuff but like yeah. they, there's still like a communication of story and, and characterization and like a really subtle but like clearly like deep way you know yeah. like you're not getting war on a shoestring shoe but you're getting like uh, you're also not getting it like hand you know hand fisted to you and yeah it's not Samus talking at you exactly um, and like you know I. Probably some of this is coming from a place of bias, because I am such a huge Metroid fan. And but you did play the hell out of it. I did play the hell out of it, 100% of it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this was, this, this was a pretty stacked category. Uh, which one are we on next? The next one I see is best action game. I didn't play any of these. Um, I, I was going to say, I haven't played any of these. Okay. Um... And I haven't even—I didn't even hear of Returnal until the Game Awards. So cool, I guess. Like yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, so it—it—it it, it seems like just another like um, uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraftian game, and also it's a roguelike. But right. not But not like the the Hades or like Slay the Spire kind of roguelike where you're always improving. Like sure. It's like the pure roguelike, you like know. Like you reset every time. Exactly. Like, hard. Yeah. Um I I don't know. That game inter you know, when I, once I found out what it was, I was interested, but like it's just I don't have a PS five. And like yeah. that that's kind of the theme here, is that like a lot of these games are PS five games and I uh don't have them. <laughs> I don't. I can't play them mm -hmm. uh, because the PS5 shortage is still at large. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think I think that's sort of why this was kind of a weak year. You know, as we were saying before, where it's like because uh, it's hard to get excited and engaged with the entries if like no one can play them. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, I, it's not only that, but it's also like we're in between console generations right now, so it's kind of like. It, it's it's the factor of no one can get a PS5 to play the games. The, the PS5 has been out for like a year. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. Like, so we're like, like like people have like PS5s, but like not enough people have PS5s. Yeah. So like, and then like um, there's that, and then the fact that just you know every time there's a new console generation, like whatever the launch titles are of that year, are like typically speaking, are kind of like a wash. You know, like yeah. I mean, Ratchet & Clank is probably a different story because that's a... Uh, it's always been an exclusive. And, it, yeah, and it's, it's, a like big, a, it's a big Sony IP. Yeah. But, um, but I don't know. I, I was highly invested in, in Rift Apart, so, like, I I yeah. saw some gameplay. Um, and, and I don't know. It just, like, I, I want to get my hands on that game. Yeah, so I, I do too. Uh, anyway. Um, innovation and accessibility. Uh, that was... I'm gonna have to look up who won that one last year because i remember that being like a really interesting um category i think last of us 2 won last year if i remember oh. correctly well last of us 2 doesn't count which is a bit ironic yeah. <laughs> because of the circumstances where that game was made under but oh my god <laughs> man if if you go back and listen to the episode we did on the game awards last year we're both pretty angry about The Last of Us 2. I'm just Deservingly so, so, I think. I'm just so mad that, like, like you wouldn't... You wouldn't celebrate the accomplishments of a bad person. Yeah. So why would you celebrate the accomplishments of... Like, why would you celebrate the fruits of poor business practice? Exactly. Like, poor, like... Especially, like, if you're someone who consider, considers... Uh, excuse me. Considers video games, like, an art form. Like, people poured themselves into this mm -hmm. and then we're like basically you know drift like 
like forced to keep going and like and like on in these horrible conditions so it's just i don't know it, it really it does it, twists it, it puts me a bad taste in the mouth you mm-hmm. know uh yeah um forza horizon 5 one for that um i didn't i think i had heard some things about guardians of the galaxy uh for accessibility and stuff um i haven't heard of the veil shadow of the crown have you i've never even heard of it let alone what it did for accessibility but um um, yeah i I don't know i'm kind of interested to see ratchet and clank on there like i i didn't remember hearing about like anything yeah uh, like i I'd, i'd have to i'd have to look into that um because i don't know this category is also kind of weird because like some games go above and beyond in terms of accessibility mm-hmm. and then like uh some games just like you know do you want subtitles on or off <laughs> yeah or like or like uh, do you want subtitles on or off or like we can tone down the special effects if you're like epileptic or something like that mm-hmm. and like and you know like obviously not every disability is visible sort of thing but um it, it's always way more inspiring to me when you hear the story about like the guy who built a controller for his daughter to yeah. play Breath of the Wild or something like that. Exactly. Or like, um, which itself, that story was based on the, that, that the father from that story actually used, um, an accessible controller for, I think the Xbox, right. which, um, which like, that's huge to me. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that's way bigger than any sort of, um, like small setting that you can turn on or off because that's like, uh, I feel like that's the biggest, like, that, that's... Like, that's, you're not... You're, not, you're, I go, mean, you're putting I, way more effort into, like, uh, catering to someone yeah. than, than just, like, changing some code. Like, you're actually putting something together. You're putting, like, research into, like, you know, how how is this going to be better for someone with this disability? And, exactly. I, and I think that's way more inspiring and, and way bigger for... Uh, way more deserving for something like this, um, even though, you know, the other things are important, too, like... Yeah. Uh, but that that's all to say there might have just nothing been nothing like that this year so mm-hmm. who knows um vr ar game do we have anything to say about those um maybe later when we talk about the announcements but, oh yeah that's but, true okay uh, um but resident evil 4 won that i it was cool to see sniper elite on there because i know sniper elite's always been one of those games that uh like tries to immerse you in like mm-hmm. realism and stuff even though it's kind of silly it, it's still like uh it, it's this you know skate 3 is to tony hawk as like uh sniper elite. sniper elite is to like call of duty yeah, or something yeah. like that so like <laughs> um we, you know some funny stuff happens but it's uh it's a little more based in reality um and then i expect you to die too uh not that I also expect you to die, but I the not, sequel not to not I expect you to die as well. Yeah, <laughs> the sequel to I ex, I expect you to die. Uh, I didn't play it, but I did play I expect you to die the original one, and that game is phenomenal. So it was yeah. cool to see that this game not only came out this year but got nominated. I, um, I did manage to catch a a speed run of I expect you to die too in my recommends, and it's it's so it's, crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that that like. I expect you to die. Uh, is what I think VR, at its current state, like, is at its best. Yeah. Um, like just puzzle, like immersive puzzle, mm-hmm. like funny uh, dialogue, like, um, putting you in funny situations, but not like expecting you to. You There's know. not like a high skill ceiling, you know. Right. Um. It's just. I don't know, so many games get so ambitious, and they're like, I'll oh, move around, put you in this virtual world, and it's like, it's not there yet. Um, and it just kind of comes off as shoddy, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, until really movement gets better in VR, um, I think I expect you to die, and games like it are, are up there. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I don't know how Resident Evil 4 plays in VR, but I think it won because it's a Resident Evil game. Yeah. And it's well, in VR. Resident Evil Four is like great on its own. You yeah. Know? So it's like, um, I just think uh, it's one of those things where people saw Resident Evil and voted for it. Um, yeah. And maybe not necessarily everybody played the other games, which goes back to like the PS Five thing. Like, not everyone's got VR yet. So exactly. It, it's it's just not it's just not in every home yet. So, um, best mobile game. 
So Genshin Impact won, which I think it won last year as well. That's um, weird. And then Fantasian, League of Legends, Marvel Future Evolution, and Pokemon Unite. Um, I have a lot to say about Fantasian, and I'm sure you have a lot to say about Pokemon Unite. Uh, it's funny, because I have no idea what Fantasian is. <laughs> uh, so, so Fantasian is the guy who created Final Fantasy, Hiro, Hiro Nobu Sakaguchi. It's his new turn-based uh, RPG, um, okay. which he hasn't made one in quite a while now. Uh, and it, it looks gorgeous. It's got this, like... Um, like dollhouse model kind of aesthetic to it mm. uh it looks really fun really solid jrp turn-based jrpg which is my jam right um and it's got it's got music from uh nobu Aimatsu as well so it's like it's like final fantasy without being called final fantasy which nice. i'm here for yeah that's awesome um I don't know the the league uh, the league, I think it's Wild Rift, um, which is the app the mobile variant of mm-hmm. League of Legends. Um, I didn't I forgot that came out this year. I didn't even know it came out this year. Yeah, I forgot that it launched this year. I think it was over the summer. Uh, it's funny because I think I think uh, Wild Rift fully launched in the beginning of summer this year. I I could be wrong on that, um, but. Because I know it was in development and like it had like an open beta and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so it was out before that technically. But I think it fully re- released at the beginning of this summer, and then I think Pokemon Unite um, released at the end of the summer. So it was mm. kind of funny to get those. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mobas. Double on. dose of yeah. Moba. I don't know. Like every time I see these sort of games, specifically, um, specifically League and Pokemon Unite like MOBAs on mobile uh i it makes me start to think like like oh my god like there are some people out there who are mobile gamers and like and like play games on their phone like uh and that is their main way of of playing video games and it's kind of funny how that's sort of becoming more legitimate i think Um, yeah well you know i mean part of the like it's like fantasian was like on apple was like on apple Apple arcade Arcade, yeah um which you know, it's it's very similar to Xbox Game Pass, and you know, I th- I think like it even like syncs up with controllers if you have like Apple Arcade on your TV. You know, I mean, it's 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 like mobile gaming is becoming like not mobile gaming in some ways. Yeah. You know? Um. On on that note, I think I think Apple Arcade is what uh is what all of those failed like cloud consoles should have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. And I think Apple Arcade only works because it has iPhones to stand on, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, there's an install and, base already. Yeah, and uh, so not only that, but you have, like, this, like, you know, it, it just falls into the Apple suite. Like, you got an Apple TV, you can put your Apple Arcade games on there, and you can play your Apple device on your Apple device with your Apple game, you know, mm-hmm. like, all that stuff. So I, I think it's working only really because of that. Um, but uh, also, like... On the Android side of things, like Android OS has always been better for gaming uh, on mobile specifically, but like a lot of like emulators um, run on Android OS. So like, like Android's always been like big for mobile gaming. Yeah. So you've got you've got this weird split where um, Apple is sort of dominating this weird hybrid like cloud console market, mm-hmm. and then um, you've got Android, which is actually like making your phone the modern day Game Boy. Yeah. So like, you know, and, and there are there are attachments and peripherals that you can buy for your Android phones that literally turn your phone into basically a switch because it's a controller that attaches to either side of your phone. Um and that and that registers like like Android OS is compatible with those sort of things. So uh I, I don't know, it, it, it's 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 weird because it's not a part of the scene that I am like familiar with, but I've sort of through through navigating other avenues of of um, g- gaming culture, I guess I've I've sort of picked up on those things, and I think it I think it's kind of cool, but also like I'm also still kind of skeptical about stuff like that, like um, mm-hmm. like I don't know I I don't really take it, it seriously. Like if if I'm like yo, you play League, and you're like yeah. 
Wild Rift. I'm like, oh, yeah. you don't, you don't, so you don't play League, <laughs> like, yeah. which, which is kind of diminutive, you know, it's like, um, it's kind of dismissive and like, um, I, I don't know, cause, cause it is, they're, they're just making League on mobile. It's yeah, the same, yeah. it's, it's going to be the same game. It isn't quite there yet, but, um, I mean, I think part of what it is, is like, just historically, like mobile gaming, we always associate with like, you know, really heavy microtransactions and, like, just, you know, not quite playing right. You know, like, we think about it in the realm of, like, like Sonic Unleashed on mobile, where it's, like, <laughs> barely playable, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, like, now, like, you're right, like, you know, emulators and, and stuff like that makes it all so much more viable. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit more, uh, like, like it. it's legitimate, but, like, for so many of us who have like grown up with games on console it's still kind of like scary (laughs) yeah and i think uh to your point i think it even like harkens back to you ever get a game on like on console and then you get like the ds version yeah you know like it harkens back to that i think like like i think it triggers the same part of my brain where i'm like oh yeah you know i can play um i don't know what's a really good example uh like I don't know. I, I'm I'm thinking of. Uh, I feel like the Lego games are a good example. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna play Lego Star Wars on my PS2 or my Wii or whatever, and it's fun. And it's like it's like you've got these big 3D models, and it's like you know goofy yeah. large scale. And then it's like, oh, I got now I have Lego Nina Jones on my DS, and it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> or, or like. Uh, and it's like everything's toned down. Everything. Exactly. Like, or like prime to prime hunters where it's like like prime has such a good and like well thought out control scheme for for the gamecube and the wii Mm -hmm. and then like prime hunters on the ds is like you're just you're just twisting your hands into pretzels you know like uh but yeah um stuff like that yeah all right so best i guess we can talk about these together best debut indie game and best indie game both one uh kina bridge of spirits okay i i guess i'm i guess i'm kind of confused oh okay best debut indie game as in it's the first one for a studio right. okay i was a little confused on the category because i was thinking like well doesn't the game have to release this year yeah, to be yeah. a part? and i'm thinking <laughs> debut like it came out this year and i'm like uh weird but um but i guess that's not necessarily true genshin won both last year and this year for mobile game i think so mm-hmm. um um, I don't know. I uh, I haven't really heard of, of these ones until until. Well, I'd heard I, of Valheim, but uh, I think it's pretty funny that there's so many like time loop based games on this list because there's the Forgotten City, Twelve Minutes, and Loop Hero, which all have to do with time loops. Right. Um, Twelve Minutes. Uh, talk about a game that I was excited for, and then. Uh, I heard about the twist at the end, and that shot my interest in it, like, way the hell down. I don't know what it is, so <laughs> you'll have to tell me after, yeah. just in case. Um, Death's Door is a pretty fun game, actually. It As a person who con- somewhat controversially prefers 2D Zelda over 3D Zelda, Death's Door is a really good... 2d zelda uh you know uh way to fill in the hole yeah Uh, yeah. loop hero i've heard really good things about um the artful escape is looks like a walking simulator but like really artistically done which (laughs) interests me um and uh the forgotten city uh it's a detective-y time loop game and doesn't have the twist that 12 minutes does so nice. um i i'm most interested in that one i guess i'm kind of disappointed uh valheim didn't win because i while i didn't play it uh, i know a lot of my friends did and they uh were kind of in love with that game yeah um and like i just uh i just hear them say like things about it and it's just like it's just sounds like a really like wacky time and mm-hmm. like um so i was kind of rooting for that one but uh especially because it was from a new studio but i guess so were the other debut indie games yeah um um okay ongoing game i don't care final yeah. fantasy one um expectedly i think <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't it win did it win last year or was it uh may i think fortnite won last year oh 
Really? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Games for Impact, Life is Strange, True Colors 1. I, what, I've heard good okay. things about that game, actually. Okay. Is, is, True Go- is True Colors a separate thing, or is it one of those... It's it's completely separate. It's okay. like different protagonists, different. Okay, because yeah. um, I I for a while when I'd heard the name thrown around, I I never played the first one. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people played it, and it and it did impact them in a profound way, and, and that's awesome. But um, when I heard uh, Life is Strange: True Colors, I thought it was like some sort of like HD like director's cut kind of thing, yeah, you know, yeah. something like that. And I was like, really? Well, you know, they did, like they came out with an HD remaster of. Life is Strange one alongside yeah. True Colors. Okay, but I, I was just gonna say like um like I don't know I don't think uh, I don't think re releases and, and this is going back to the Super Mario World thing is yeah. like I don't know if I really agree with uh, re releases being contenders for yeah, game of the yeah. year. Um, this is a little different because it's 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 a it's, it's a new game right. But I mean, just this year in general is kind of different because like. You know, we keep talking about how we're sort of between those console generations, yeah. so we're we're not getting as strong entries as we usually do. Um, and I I also think Bowser's Fury was a significant enough addition anyway to warrant it being renominated, um, especially since everyone slept on the Wii U anyway. Yeah. So like it kind of gives it a second chance, but um, so I think that's fine. All right, let's talk about the biggest uh uh like snub of the year and how John Carlo Esposito did not win best performance. <laughs> I, was I was acting. acting. <laughs> or was I? <laughs> um yeah, uh I actually I I enjoy all these performances. I haven't gotten around to playing Deathloop myself, but yeah. Jason E. Kelly I've seen a lot of Jason E. Kelly as a Colt in Deathloop and crazy that Deathloop was on here twice. Yes, <laughs> um, um, but he sounds uh, awesome as Colt because uh, like Deathloop has this kind of like seventies like pulp thing. So like Jason E. Kelly's doing this kind of like like Shaft sort of like wisecracking impersonation type thing, mm. um, and it sounds uh, great. Uh, I think Maggie Robertson for who played uh, Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't want to discount her performance because she is, she's great in the game. But um, I think part of it was just kind of, you know, for the meme. Was <laughs> the meme of the big of the big vampire lady? Yeah, because yeah. um, she's she's really not in that game. Well, neither that is John Carlo Esposito in yeah, Far Cry yeah, 6. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But, but John Carlo Esposito always knocks out his roles, so... Yeah, that's true. Um, and he was acting. <laughs> I don't know. I was acting. I was <laughs> acting. <laughs> I love that song. Um, uh, those ads are the best, though. Like they I could, really are. I, I could never skip a, a Far Cry 6 ad, and even though it didn't make me buy a game... It, you still have to admit that's a effective advertising. Definitely. I mean, um, if if you got Giancarlo Esposito in the studio, you know, I mean, like seriously, may as well use him. I know. I I'm so glad I uh, made you watch the Payday Two clips with him in it because, yeah. like, e- even in those he dominates, and it's Absolutely. and it's and it's really early. Like, I feel like in uh, both Payday's career and I think Giancarlo Esposito like breaking into video games and stuff. So. Um, I mean, as it just as a hardcore Breaking Bad fan, um, I just love seeing him and everything. You know, I, I I do like he's great in The Boys if you've ever seen that show. No, um, I haven't. But uh, like he always just even though his characters aren't like these like wild crazy you know type guys like he just like has such screen presence you know like, no he really commands the the scene when he whenever he's in it yeah um but yeah i, I you know uh vampire lady one that's cool i mm-hmm. guess um audio design just kind of gloss over it uh forza yeah. horizon 5 one and i i get that they they yep. put a, they put a lot of like effort into those sounds uh or they put a lot of effort into those games in general to make them sound like look and sound realistic and it, yeah. it's truly the the sim game for like car nuts so like those are the games where it's about like the presentation over the gameplay yeah so. yeah um but even the gameplay in those games you know like it that they like i don't know i think of like those big flight sim games yeah oh, f- 
Forza Horizon is is that for cars. Like mm-hmm. that people like it for that reason and and for its dedication to those sounds and stuff. So Yeah, definitely. Um, or little details such as sound, I should say. Um best score music, near replicant version 1.22474487139. So that's a uh, Oh, and and let me clarify. That was in one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine one as in an additional digit at the end. It was one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine one as in they achieved victory. So screw video games. <laughs> no, um, I still can't believe that's the full title. Yeah, I. Uh, very deserving i think the near games oh my god have... no content and you look at the other ones and it's like cyberpunk what did that have Bow, yeah, da, 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 da. <laughs> like it, uh, it, my my i brought it up a few times but i still think about it every once in a while where there's this there's this video edit of keanu reeves and he's like wake up in sir. night city the only thing that makes you a criminal is getting caught and it like cuts to this video of like this automated robot like falling downstairs and like <laughs> and it's playing like, the dubstep people over. Yeah, it's, it's playing the billy eilish song <laughs> that's awesome um, but yeah near definitely deserved that one yeah. um although guardians awesome. of the galaxy does have the rickroll song in it so that, you know hey that's fair <laughs> but um i don't know you just can't beat like near like marvel's guardians of the galaxy has a good soundtrack but does it have does it have the best score? Yeah, right? Yeah, like absolutely. Um, um Artful Escape has some great music as well. I feel mm. as though we should uh, mention that. But yeah. Best art direction? Alright, I don't know what the heck's going on here. So Deathloop won, and it went up against Kina Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Artful Escape. So like those other four games all have extremely distinct styles, you know. Yeah. Kina and Ratchet and Clank look like Pixar movies, basically. Psychonauts I... 2 has this, like, very, of course, being a double fine game, it's got this very Tim Burton-esque, you know, storybook style. Yeah, and then... I, I, I really thought, like, Ratchet and Clank was a shoo-in for that one. Like, th- like that is a game that when when Tom says it looks like a Pixar movie, he means, like, you could be watching gameplay and yeah. think you're in a movie theater. Like that is crazy. Like there is there is a really solid chance that like you could be watching a cutscene and think it's pre-rendered in that game and it wouldn't be. Yeah. Like that is and that is huge. I think that is so amazing because the Ratchet and Clank games have always been about that like sort of aesthetic, I think. You know, like always have been about like cartoony sort of pixar-esque aesthetic Mm -hmm. i think it stepped into it more in the ps3 era with like the future games for sure but like i don't know like that cartoon style that 3d cartoon style specifically has always been huge to this the franchise and like i think that like i think it's been mastered on the on the ps5 like it it looks it looks it just looks fantastic it looks uh yeah and especially in rift apart where you know there's they're like jumping through portals and oh, dimensions God. and stuff and the fact that it all like feels so consistently like bound together yeah you know? it's, like, it's so good yeah. so i you know i'm i'm a little disappointed in that regard but 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 to your point like anything if anything other than death loop on this list one i would think i would have yeah. been like <laughs> exactly but exactly. death loop really just does look like another shooter and like like, de- like you know like death loop has like a fun style to it like i like the i mean like i mentioned earlier you know it's got this 70s like james bond pseudo black exploitation thing going on but like you know that doesn't come across in like the moment to moment gameplay yeah um it's just kind of like in the the gooey design and stuff like that yeah but like uh going back to rift apart like there is never a moment where you're where you're looking at rift apart and you're not like thinking about how it looks yeah or at least you know that that might just be me but um all right best narrative narrative. uh so guardians of the galaxy one um which i I when i look at the other contenders though it's like i guess i my my other thing would be that like life is strange would be up there well and also i mean like the one compliment i always hear about it takes two is the story is great Um, yeah but but i feel like so I, I get that the story okay so just real quick the nominations were Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, True Colors, 
Guardians of the Galaxy and Psychonauts 2. Um, I It Takes Two has, like, a profound story, you know? It's yeah. about, like, a couple trying to, like, you know, rekindle their relationship. They go on this wacky, like, otherworldly adventure together, and they mm-hmm. sort of learn to rely on each other, learn to, like, need each other, and and, and that's really special. Um, but, but I think a game like that is still more about the visuals and gameplay than about its story. Mm. And, and the story could be phenomenal, but, I mean, like, when I think of a couch co-op game, or when I think of a co-op game in general... I'm I, the story takes a back yeah, seat. That's the story fair. takes a back seat because I'm I'm thinking about how am I working with this other person? How am I, you know, like there's too many other things on my mind for me to really think and, about the story. And um, uh and that was a complaint with the last game this guy made which was um A Way Out, which was that like prison escape co-op game. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Um which which looks pretty good, but um you know, whatever. Um so yeah, I, I mean, it takes two is definitely deserving of a nomination, but I don't know if it it really should have been the winner. Like, mm-hmm. um, Psychonauts two is a platformer. <laughs> uh, but I think I, I know that sounds dismissive, but like, but like when you compare it to Life is Strange, like that's a narrative story. Yeah, like that, that's a game that is is I, a narrative. I, I see what you're getting at. Um, I just I think that. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like. What would you have? What would you have picked? Just out of curiosity. So, so I, I think honestly, I would have picked Psychonauts too. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, Tim Schafer's strength as a director has always been his writing. You know, like I think that because like even like Psychonauts one is like it's I'm a fun... the milkman. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there's like and like Steve Blum is like the G man in Psychonauts is. <laughs> genuinely like one of the funniest experiences i've ever had playing a game and you know i mean i think psychonauts 2 like it's one of these things where it's like it exists like in such a different area than the first game where we're much more aware of mental health and like how we portray that in media and stuff like that yeah and i'm not i'm not gonna say that like psychonauts 2 like you know has like kills it in that department but like it there's an awareness of it. It's a little it. more conscious. It's it, a little it's, more self-aware. And and I think, you know, he, like they're, they're able to blend it well with the comedy. You know, it never it never feels like, you know, oh, that was kind of tasteless. Like, mm. it, 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 it's solid. And, you know, I, I think it's got some things to say. Like, I, it, it didn't impact me in the way that, like, you know, say hades or like near automata impacted me with this story but you know i mean i think i think out of the options presented here it's the one that i was like yes very good story you know yeah um i regardless i think we can agree that guardians of the galaxy is a weird pick yes um just because like you know any any licensed game i feel like is sort of a weird pick for story. I mean, there, there there are outstanding exceptions. Um, we talk about Epic Mickey a lot, but I think yeah. Epic Mickey as a licensed game still has like a really cool story. Um, mm-hmm. but, but that's different because it's like, it's taking an IP and making a new story. Yeah. Where I like, feel like, like what makes Epic Mickey's story good is like all the ways it doesn't feel like a Disney thing, you know? Like, and it, it's all the ways that it uses Disney things in, in unexpected ways. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It's got the Kingdom Hearts effect. <laughs> yeah. But it but in a different direction. Well, it's direction. almost like the reverse, I yeah. feel like, where, like, Kingdom Hearts is like, here's here's Let It Go, and then randomly cut to Sora, Donald, and Goofy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, Epic Mickey is like, here's Mickey look, at all the, look at all this Mickey Mouse merchandise that's just garbage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, Marvel's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was a weird pick for that one, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, best game direction. Deathloop. Uh, so Deathloop one, then it takes two. Returnal, Psychonauts two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, again, this is. I feel this... like it takes two would would have been really deserving, or even Psychonauts two. Yeah. Like it, this is this is a. We can can you explain something to me really quick? Yeah. So like all the categories we just did, it takes two did not win, but it won Game of the Year. <laughs> yeah, which is which, <laughs> like. I don't know. It, that that's strange to me. Yeah. I, 
it, it makes you think. Like, yeah. was it just like a consolation yeah. prize, or, well, or did they like bar it from winning because it was already winning game of the year? Yeah, like, exactly. It makes you wonder. Because the Game Awards aren't, like, the Game Awards isn't, like, an academy yeah, thing. Yeah, it's people's where, choice. Right. It, it's just voting. So, um, I, I, I like to, well, I don't like to imagine it, but the way I, the cynical side of me is imagining it is that, like, the guys at the Game Awards were, like, this game's winning too much. Let's uh, yeah. let's give it to second place and, or something and let this one have the big one, right? And it's like, not like Last of Us 2 where, like, everyone just wanted to, you know, like, suck on the last of us 2 uh mm-hmm. you know bandwagon yeah like it like last of us 2 was like like they were pitching it as like the schindler's list of video games or whatever you know yeah, like that's true uh whereas it takes two is like it's a small studio it's like uh a sort of it's a concept that's been done before yeah um Anyway, yeah. game of the year. It takes two. Congrats! It takes two. Yeah, it, it, yeah I mean, and it was up against Deathloop, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. We just saw too too many of the same games on the on we the did. Uh, on the list uh, throughout the year or, or throughout this Game Awards. Uh, so I don't know. Like, I guess I'm content. Like, it yep. feels like everything won something except Ratchet and Clank um, for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I, I really do attribute that to the PS PS five thing. Yeah. So like whatever. Right. I, I here's to next Ratchet and Clank game or Sh- something. Shall we move on to the announcements? Yeah, let's do that. Alright, so um we're just gonna go down the list here. So they showed gameplay for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, finally, after three years or whatever. Um it does not look like I was expecting it to look like. Uh I was expecting something along the lines of like left for dead and this gives me more like infamous vibes uh which i'm kind of here for um i think it's it looks like dc was like all right it's suicide squad so you have to use harley you have to use deadshot and you have to use captain boomerang and rocksteady didn't necessarily want to use those characters so they just kind of like gave whatever characters they were handed like gimmicks they thought would be fun like like captain boomerang has this like like he's got like super speed like Mm. he throws the boomerang and he like flashes over it and like deadshot has like a jetpack like like these are not things that i associate with these characters but aside from that um it it looks like a blast, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think if you sacrifice some of the some of the uh, source material for like sake of making it a better game, I think that's better than yeah. making it a worse game. Absolutely, uh, at the at the cost of being faithful to the to the plot or or the source material, and and I think that's a cool. Th- you know, uh, now that you mention it, I think it's a cool thing that's been done because i feel like there are a lot of games that have been ruined from the reverse happening Definitely. so um and of course uh you know we we know rocksteady can make a hell of a game yeah um, like i mean the arkham games are phenomenal so yeah um uh, except for the one that wasn't made by them so yeah. <laughs> um and you know the story looks interesting i'm kind of interested to see like being able to fight the justice league and like you know, these are all characters who, like, don't have, like, crazy superpowers yeah. as well, so... So, like, it's gonna make for hell of a boss fight when you, like, go up against Superman and you're like, I have a boomerang. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and it's and it's not gonna be, like... And it's not gonna be, like, um... So I feel like the Arkham games get around it because they focus more on realism and yeah. then, like... And they make it pretty clear that Batman's just a dude, like... And so when you just fight a big guy... Like you still have to fight the big guy, and exactly. like and like you feel like you're putting in the work, and you feel the game really makes you feel like Batman. <laughs> uh, but um, in this, it's gonna be cool because you're playing as just like like D tier heroes. Right. <laughs> like you're playing as uh, like sort of not D list, but D tier uh, characters that just aren't up to snuff with Superman, and so it's going to feel like a boss fight. So, exactly. Like, I think I think stuff like that is, is going to be cool and. Um, and I, I think that's just what makes it a good concept for a game. Definitely. Uh, I'm I'm curious as well if this is 
supposed to take place in the Arkham universe or not, because, you know, in the trailer, they're talking about all the Justice League members, but they don't mention Batman. Yeah, um, maybe. So, like, there's definitely a potential that I mean, there is no Batman. And we this. have, we have, um, uh, Knights of Gotham coming out, right? Or, yeah, uh, Gotham uh, Knights. Or Gotham yeah. Knights, yeah. So, like... Well, we're going to get a lot of Batman, like, Arkhamverse story, I think, regardless, mm-hmm. because I think at least one of those is... Yeah, I think take... I think Arkham Knights, is, or uh, Gotham Knights is supposed to be in the Arkhamverse. Yeah, so we'll, um, we'll see how that goes. Okay, uh, Star Wars Eclipse, the Quantic Dream making a Star Wars game. Um, I, I mean, I don't like Detroit Become Human, and... That, 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 That's that, it? That, <laughs> that, that concerns me a little bit. I don't know, I, um... Okay, the con- okay, so the concept for Star Wars Eclipse, it's Old Republic, which has been renamed High Republic for Disney Star Wars. Um, High Republic timeline uh, with branching uh, branching story, multiple playable characters. Sure, it's got potential, but like, so does anything. Like, this is just yeah. an idea. We don't really know anything about it. Um, and they didn't show off any gameplay. It's yeah. just a CGI trailer. So, like, while I want to be excited for something like this, I'm I'm gonna hold off. You know, it, I've got my reservations. Like, it 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 could be good in the same way that it could be horrible. So, yeah. um, incidentally, whatever. I thought it was really funny where I saw a clip from this where, of course, you know, going into the show was such a weird experience because Activision Blizzard is just doing dumb stuff over and over again um we of course found out about the the abuse and stuff like that and jeff Keeley was like you know we at the game awards do not tolerate abuse and abusive business practices so anyway here's a game from quantic dream yeah <laughs> you know it's like it's whatever yeah um all right uh wonder woman they are making monolith soft is making a wonder woman game or not monolith soft that's the xenoblade people right monolith productions Productions, who made the middle earth games is making a wonder woman game and that's all we know about it (laughs) yeah and i mean like it's it's got the same exact taste as like um rocksteady making a suicide squad game like these are competent developers these um the game I like pl- these characters. The gameplay is going to translate. Like, 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 if if it's literally just a Middle Earth game, but you play as Wonder Woman, th- and that's all it was, is like that would work. I'm like, here for that. Yeah, yeah. like that's that that would work. Like, you could make that work. I'm sure it's not going to be that, but I'm just saying, worst case scenario, this game will be okay. I, I like, do wonder if they would do the Nemesis system with the Lasso of Truth. That could be fun. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, really, it's really like, um, but yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Alan Wake two. Um, people. It's Alan, about time. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Wake is one of those games where I feel like more people talk about it the further away we get from its initial release, and uh, you know, obviously there were a lot of Alan Wake references in that the last game Remedy made, uh, Control, uh, which I thought Control was a pretty good game. Um, so you know, cool, cool for Alan Wake fans. I'm gonna try and play the remake before alan wake 2 comes out but, yeah. yeah i mean you've got two years or one year it's true um forespoken um looks pretty much the same as, as every it, other time we've seen it yeah. um it's got a release date though it's got yeah, a release date that's true i'm not gonna mention it because um, i don't care the, <laughs> the guys 24th. all right this is a cool one the guys who created the friday the 13th game are making a texas chainsaw massacre game um, so is is the friday the 13th game is that the one where it, it's kind of dead by daylight but it's just jason like, yeah okay so that game is pretty good if you don't pay money for it yes <laughs> like like it's not it, it never feels like a full game but it it's offered with like a lot of bundles on the playstation store i, mm-hmm. I don't i can't speak for xbox i don't even know if it's on xbox or, or PC or anything like that, because I played it on PlayStation 4. Well, the thing, what's cool, what I like about this, though, is, like, because, like, Friday the 13th came out, and they just got screwed over, because Friday the 13th, as a property, is just in, like, legal rights limbo. Um, they So they shut down the servers. Oh, so the game's not even up anymore. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or, I think, like, it's up with, like, fan servers, but, like, right. there's no longer any official support. And, like, they wanted to keep adding stuff, but they just couldn't. They couldn't, okay. Um, so, 
I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, the rights of that are much, you know... It's more solid. Much more solid, yeah. so... I'm curious to see what this team is able to do. Um, hey, I'm, I'm here for it. I mean... Once they have, like, a, a full suite, you know? It'll basically be a reskin plus some, like, DLC kind of thing. Yeah. So, I think it'll be cool. Um, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. Yep. <laughs> uh, I... I Hellblade 1 is the best game I've never played. Um, <laughs> so, I'm I curious. got nothing to say on it, Halo TV show? I mean, everyone likes Infinite right now, so Halo's yeah. riding high. It's true. Infinite does look insane, so... Um, Elden Ring. Elden Ring, new FromSoft game. It's open world. I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Uh, that is a game that has been in development hell, from what I understand, and... But, you know, a lot of, like, Dark Souls YouTubers have gotten early access to it, um, and I hear good things, so we'll see. Yeah, um, um, speaking of open world, um, <laughs> we've got Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. All right, so this, we're, we're going on an hour right now. Yes. And... We can do another hour we on could do, We can do another hour on Sonic Frontiers. I almost want to, like, just say a little bit now, and I feel like we probably could just talk about all the Sonic stuff. Yeah. From the Game Awards because we had Frontiers, the movie trailer. Um, there was, uh, I don't know if it was at the Game Awards, but I know they recently announced Origins, which is um, like this compilation right. of, of the classic games and, and more Prime stuff on the way. So it's a good, it's it's going, like next year is going to be a good year for Sonic. I, I just, I'm feeling it like, like I don't think it's going to be anything lucrative like i don't think suddenly people are going to be sonic fans now but like certainly it, it, it is the most interested i have been in a sonic game in a while me too <laughs> since <laughs> and, since sonic mania and like interest and like at least where i'm at like interested doesn't necessarily mean i'm excited for it but i'm extremely curious as to what it's gonna look like yeah so basically we got this trailer of sonic running around um here's a voice dodges to the left and breath of the wild pan shot of the sweeping landscape it's gonna be the the plot is or, or the game is apparently being written by ian flynn who has been the best writer for sonic for, yeah, forever pretty much like, the definitive sonic writer for the comics yeah i mean he he did all the best archie stuff he did all the best he's doing the best that he can in idw with all the restrictions they put on him um, it's so good to see him like at the helm basically. Yes. It's so it's so great to see him like restored to that position of, of great sonic power. So, um I I'm very hopeful. I mean, um the only things that have got me sort of concerned about it are the names that are attached to this project outside of Ian Flynn. Um we've got I think the person so we've got one person working on this game I think they're directing the game who worked on Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, which, you know, perks your ears up. Yeah. But then you re you do some research into her, and she developed the Chow system for right. the game. So, like, like, that gets me both excited and concerned. It's like, oh, are we going to see Chows again? Or did they just hand this to the person who developed Chows? Exactly. <laughs> like, and, and, like, are we going to get sort of a game that's developed by the AI pet sim person and then the other big name on this is someone who's really only exclusively worked on bad sonic games with the exception of sonic colors um yeah which is by and large considered a good one um but he's worked the, the other name on i can't remember the names off the top of my head um but he's worked on colors and then like forces mm -hmm. and um like some other like divisive ones like yeah uh so lost world lost world is yeah. on there um but you know at least some people like lost world yeah yeah so like like lost world has it, its crowd but um but yeah like that there is reason to be both excited and concerned um and and really um the the sonic frontiers trailer uh while it's exciting and and cool um and allegedly uh allegedly the voice the ghost voice that he hears is is amy's voice i don't know if mm. you knew about that um, i thought it was tails see it sounded like tails but in the and and this is why no one's really sure because in the xbox trailer specifically 
the subtitles calls the voice Amy. Mm. So no one's really sure yeah. if it's just a, like a screw up or what. Um, but I wanted to throw that out there. Um, we're gonna we're gonna play Sonic Frontiers, and the plot's gonna be exactly the same as Breath of the Wild. Like, Amy like Amy's is a like, ghost or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> so like I think it'll be it'll be funny. But um, really, the Frontiers trailer has me. The only reason the Frontiers trailer has me excited is because I it's in conjunction with other Sonic stuff coming out. Yeah. Whereas the um, Star Wars Eclipse thing is just like, it, it's like, we're not getting that Kotor remake right. for two years. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, it's harder for me to be excited about that than, um, than Sonic. Speaking of Sonic, uh, we also got the movie trailer. Yes. The movie trailer looks... It's so good. So good. It's just... Oh, my God. It um, is so good. Um, the, you know, it, it is such a... I, I was thinking about my initial reaction to the first trailer, you know, even outside of the the terrible design. Um, and I just remember thinking, like, oh, this looks like a generic kids movie, you know. And then I saw this trailer, and I was like... This, this is a was, Sonic this movie. This is a Sonic movie. Right. And, like... So, when I, when, so we, we actually saw the Sonic movie together, um, and I remember being, like, I was among the people who, when the credits rolled and we stayed for the post-credit scene, and Taylor showed up, I was one of the people who actually stood up and was like, oh my god, (laughs) I, I was, I was one of those people in the, in, in the crowd, and that was because that Tails cameo in conjunction with some other hints they dropped throughout the movie absolutely convinced me that that the sonic movie was just the first step and yes. that and that they the, the that the movie could have tanked and that they were still planning on making a second one like mm-hmm. I, I i had that like idea in my head um because they were just setting up like it, it was it wasn't so much that they were just playing it safe like most video games movie do um, to appeal to like a wider crowd, it was that they were toning it down because they were gonna step it up in subsequent releases. I don't, I'm not promising a Sonic movie three, but I know at least two is guaranteed at the time um, because, yeah. like, I knew Tails was gonna be in it, and I knew that they were gonna start getting into the Chaos Emerald stuff. Now it's looking like they're gonna do Knuckles and the Master Emerald stuff, and maybe the Long Claw plot is gonna pay off so like there's all these things that are gonna pay off from the first movie mm-hmm. and that's got me so excited and that is why the sonic the first sonic movie sits so well with me is because on its, its own it's it might gonna not... look a lot better in retrospect right like on its own right now like you watch a sonic movie and you might feel like well I'm, you know like we got like 10 minutes of him being sonic yeah. you know and yeah. like and you're right like but but like look 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 what it, look what we waited for and look yeah. like it's just so it's just so worth it like Idris Elba just like palming Idris, Sonic and body slamming Idris him. Elba, like, I mean they 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 gave us the perfect amount of Idris Elba in this trailer where just one line just one and it's the one perfect superbly, line where he's like you think I need your power and then boom, slams him into like, the ground like, like, it's at, like chills you know it's like, awesome yeah. it's so good and and. Uh, you know, Tails is in it, flying the plane yeah. um, from the games. Jim Carrey looks uh, extremely fun again as he, Eggman, and he's gone full Eggman. He's got the crazy mustache, and he's gone bald, which um, is kind of sad. Like I like the yeah. Robotnik. I like yeah. the Robotnik design with like the laser cut like uh, like part down the down the side, and mm-hmm. like um, I don't know. He he looked good, but like it's it's also cool to see him as. Eggman, right. more so than like a ro- a cool rendition of Robotnik, but exactly. But it, but it's it's nice because like you know like both are iconic in their own rights. Like I think Jim Carrey Eggman from Sonic One is 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 in the pantheon of Eggman designs. Absolutely. Like and it's and it's up there. And it's so cool. Um and real quick, I'm I'm gonna place a bet right now that the end, the end credit scene of Sonic Two is gonna be Shadow waking up on Prison Island. That will be cool. Um, <laughs> I could see that, um, and and even though I agree that that is that is really likely, I'm I just want to make like a a wild like a wild side bet here, um, that we're gonna see like like Little Planet go and like position yeah, itself over Earth that. or something like that, yeah. or like or like Amy is gonna do something. Like, yeah, Amy would be another one as well. Uh, so th- those those two I think would be both really fun, mm-hmm. um, or like. 
or even like something like chaos like appearing yeah like, we were talking about chaos last um, night and i think chaos is a strong chance of showing up with all the echidna stuff which would which would probably arguably make more sense than shadow but yeah. regardless any of those three things I- i'm there for um so anyway the sonic movie looks great um and speaking of sus, uh, Among Us <laughs> is in VR. Um, Interesting. Um, I think that will... I mean, I feel like Among Us is like... You know, it's a concept that tweaks for itself. And just okay. adding VR to it is going to make it like even more rage-inducing. Which is a good thing for that game. Right. I, I, think, I think Among Us is going to be at home on VR. Like, yeah. I, like I think that like it's gonna make you feel like okay it's hard to maybe maybe for a kid when you're walking around and you don't know like who's gonna get you kind of thing and like all of a sudden you get the animation and like boom you're dead and like you know for a kid that's a lot of like um like suspense and and like like thrilling like feelings but in vr it's gonna be crazy i think i mean even as a 21 year old adult like i i consider among us like a horror game you know because it's like Obviously, it's not, like, there's not, like, scary imagery, right, but, 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 like, the tension The provokes. tension and the anxiety kind of yeah. inducing stuff. But in VR, like, yeah. like someone's going to round the corner and you're going to see one of those potato fuckers. <laughs> and, like, and you're just going to be like, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and, like, you're going to be backed into med bay and he's going to yeah. brandish a knife and it's just, like, it's going to be horrifying. Yeah. It's going to be awesome, though. Yeah. So, like, um... I can't wait for that. And I also can't wait for, like, when you play as the imposter and, like, you see all the ghost 3D models flying yeah, around. Yeah. Like, that's it. Coming in and out of walls. Like, it's <laughs> so good. So good. So um, this this would get me to play Among Us VR. Uh, Slitterhead I want to briefly talk about. Okay, yeah. It's... I don't want to hit up on all of these, really. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, th- I, think, I think Sonic was the last thing. But as long as we're, we're talking about Among Us VR, uh, Slitterhead, I just want to say... It's Silent Hill by the Silent Hill team with the serial numbers filed off. And that is a very good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you rearrange the letters in uh, Slitterhead, you get Pyramid Head. So, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you rearrange the letters, uh, take a few out and put a few more in, <laughs> you get, you get Pyramid Silent Head. Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, anyway, yeah. yeah I, I mean, there were some other good ones, but I feel like they... I think they, we hit all the big ones. Yeah, like, I don't know. The other ones... Um, uh, the other one's Telltale can... is somehow making a game still. Whatever. Yeah, even care. though they went bankrupt three years ago. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about The Matrix either or Cuphead or any of those. But we got a release date after five years. Whatever. <laughs> this, this is this has been... <laughs> Thirsty Suitors, which is like Scott Pilgrim meets Tony Hawk, which is weird. Scott um, Pilgrim meets Tony Hawk. That's weird because based on the name, I would have guessed it was Scott Pilgrim meets Leisure Suit Larry. Um... <laughs> All right, um, I think that's the last of it. Um, I think so. So, yeah, if you want to keep up with the show, all the updates, we have social media accounts, post-game content, all that. You can also follow me on Twitter at Thomas M. Brickman. I do another show about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. It's called I Want to Fight a Rocky, where you can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Um, I uh, I can be found at Hey It's Kevo on Twitter. Um, I do another podcast, kind of. I uh, haven't done it in a while. Um, uh everyone and their mother uh at eat mother on twitter um you follow this show uh at postgamecon at postgamecon on twitter.com make sure to do that uh because um i guess i guess we're recording stuff again that that's exciting and new tom left the room so i'm gonna say uh funny things about him um uh tom uh tom puts cheese in his ears before bed i don't know anyway